So welcome to Podcast 23. This week we meet up with the Queen of Marathon running herself, Colette O'Hagan. Um, I don't know anyone else who has run 10 marathons in 10 days or 100 miles at the age of 68. It was truly amazing how Colette's body has adjusted to marathon running. Um, she started run at around the age of 40 and has run almost 600 marathons. An astounding amount for any person taking her into an elite group of marathon runners. Even more amazingly, Colette and Larry have fostered over 80 children. A really interesting life and even though the episode is longer than usual, I enjoyed listening so much I've decided just to post the whole podcast. If you enjoy, why not post a comment on the Inspirational Runners podcast page on Facebook and I'll look forward to reading your comments. Great. Yeah. So that's, that's how you got into running then when you started off. Larry was sort of doing yeah, a little bit of yeah, training. Yeah, La- Larry was doing a bit of training and he took me out. I wasn't, I, was, wasn't, I wasn't, I was in bad health at the time actually. And um, he took me out to, we used to go down the shore road, it's called, and it's about a mile down and a mile back. Oh, I hated it. I, I wasn't fit at all. I hadn't done yeah. any running at all. I'd been doing badminton and stuff like that. Absolutely hated it. I couldn't see any point in it. And then, oh, he insists and he'd be, and I'd be dreading it every day and nearly not looking forward to it. Mm. And then I think the more I did it, the more I started. You know, you, you get your strength then. Yeah. Strength came. You sort of go past a, a bit then, of a stage. Yeah, you? and then I got to the stage where I, I got really strong then. And then I started passing him. And uh, finding he wasn't keeping up with me. And then he said to me one day, because someone had seen the two of us out. And he, he um, some fell in a car or something. Went down the window and said, ah, she's beating you now, Larry. And that was it. He says, you're on your own now. Off you go. <laughs> so I thought, well, okay. So um, I decided to train for the mini marathon. In, in those days, the mini marathon was very serious. It was only runners mm. only. And you really had to run. You couldn't walk. You were nearly, if you were seen walking, you were nearly DNF'd or disqualified. So it was very serious stuff. So you had to really train. And um, that got me going then. I, I thought the first time I did the 10K in, in the mini marathon, oh my God, I landed. That was great. And then I just turned around on the finish line and I said to myself, oh, I think I'll try the marathon, Dublin City Marathon. So now at that stage, there was very little women mm. running marathons. When I started running, it was the early 90s. And um, so there was nobody really around here running marathons. There still isn't many either. But um, I decided, I'd, could, you couldn't download then, but I got running magazine. There was yeah. no downloading and all that kind of stuff. I know. Just grab your plan out of the magazine. Yeah, you know watches or nothing like that. So there's no guidance, no really. No guidance, was there? really. No. So I, I just um, got one out of a magazine. I, I'm not really sure who it was. I think of a name now, Hinton or something. Anyway, whatever. Whoever's planning was. So I, I kind of went for the round of four hours. Um, that was yeah, a big target for your first marathon. Yeah, we see those days too. Like even when you were doing four hours, four and a half hours, you weren't considered good. Yeah, it's very Cause, competitive because it was a, such it was a small a field small of runners, field, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. and you're really at the back when you're at that time. And, and nowadays, if you're that time, if it's doing that time now, I'd be well, like I'd be happy, but I'm you'd happy in the enough top what 20%. I'm doing. You'd be in the top 20, yeah. Well, so you well, it's definitely my age category, I would. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm happy what I'm doing anyway now because yeah. I've done most of the stuff I wanted to do, achieve what I wanted to get, kind of stuff, and now I just want to enjoy them. Yeah, because it takes a lot of effort to keep that time, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you're going to yeah. keep on putting in the and same be, effort to get mm, the same output, yeah, yeah, you sort of change the direction I'm that you're moving in. I'm kind of doing more. Um, I'm not doing. I'm doing more. 
quantity rather than quality yeah. now, if you know what I mean. It's just a different path. In it's running, a different really, path isn't it? I've gone now, whereas yeah. before you were doing the quality and not the quantity, you know. So like in the early stage, you were only doing, like the first couple of years, I was only doing two Martins a year. And that was considered then to be a lot. Yeah. I know when I think about it. Because text, textbook was meant to be like one Martin a year. And, that, and you your know. recovery and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. and it's like four months to recover after yeah, a Martin. Yeah, so if you, you really did believe all that stuff. Yeah, it's and strange, isn't it? it's so different now. But yeah. so much better in a way, because it's open yeah. to everybody and it's great and all these park runs and, you know, it's great to see so many. Because when I started running initially, there was really about four women in Dundalk running. You could count them anyway. Yeah. Many. And even just running clubs were, were looking for women because they went to make up a team and that. There were so few women running. You never, I don't remember anybody when I was younger yeah. running the streets. Or no, no, them. no. Your mother out running. Like, do you know that kind of thing? That would be what? <laughs> like my mother out running. No, I'm not to hope. My mother went, used to think, say to me, oh my God, and I said, that's really bad for your bones. Yeah. And she was always worried about me being out on the roads running. And I'm going, oh my God, I hope she's wrong. Because <laughs> I didn't know whether it was or not at that stage. No, I know it wasn't. Yeah. You know, in fact, it actually strengthens your bones and it strengthens yeah, your whole body. It, yeah. It's such a repetitive motion. Yeah. So it yeah. is just, mm. and I used to have like aches around my knees and mm. sore, sore mm. ankles. And you don't really it's get them now. It's all disappeared now. Because so people say to me now, do you not be sore after a mile? And I said, no. What about your knees? No, no, mm. not, not an ache or a pain in my knees, my legs. My muscles don't even be sore after. Even if you do a few days of marathons, the legs won't be sore. Yeah. That's because the body is now adapted to it. If I stopped doing it now, there probably would be. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big problem now is, do you stop or do you just keep continuing on? Do you know? It's like your first marathon. Yeah. You can't walk for three I or four sure days after it. Like, and I, I'd be thinking now, because you're looking at posts on Facebook and they're going, oh, tomorrow I won't be able to go down the stairs. And like, I'm looking, I'm going, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. now. But when I look back on my few, first few marathons, yeah. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. like that, yeah, and you, you need to go down the stairs backwards, but that doesn't happen now, you'd be skipping up and down the stairs after a marathon. It's strange how your body just adapts, isn't it? just it? adapts, yeah, yeah. And you see some of these people who have run, like, two, three hundred miles, and like the Dean Carnazes, oh for, for example, and he, like, one thing I heard him say was, thing not to do is not rest. Don't yeah. rest before and don't mm. rest after. Even yeah, after yeah, a marathon, yeah. just go out for a run, mm. even if you have to walk it. Yeah. Just keep your body going. Keep your body's going on. And your time. body will just get adapted instead of just getting shocked all the time. Yeah, yeah. You see, during your first marathon, mm. and like, because you took that journey on your own then, because mm. there was hardly anybody running. There's nobody, no, I was on my own. There was yeah. absolutely nobody in the club. Like, the, there was a few men now would have, would be running, but people extremely competitive. And our club is, the Northeast Runners, is fairly competitive. Mm. The, which is not wrong with that they have to be like that but, um, but that's all over the short distance like but there was yeah. very few men I can't remember and like I always felt a little bit oh my god like they're they're doing it and whatever they're all going for this sub three hour and I'm doing four hours or something and you always felt oh my god you couldn't mm. go out and train with the men because they were too fast for me so it was really all on my own and I think that strengthened me anyway because I didn't depend on anyone to go out with me yeah. I just got it. I used my my route used to be going on. I used to get out the door and go up by Castle Bellingham, and then I go on, and then maybe next week I go on as far as Kilcern. But you remember when you go up that far, you have to turn and come back. 
you can't get up the help on a bike. Or, yeah. I never would say to Larry, meet me at Kilsarn, and, and you know, I'd have to, that, but that was a long run, you know, you get up to 18, beautiful 20 part, miles easily. Beautiful part of the coastline though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you could easily mm-hmm. get your, that's what I, where I used to go, and I always felt it was a little bit safer because of traffic, because, you know, you wouldn't want to go on a lonely path when you're on your own. Mm. Just in case, because those days I didn't have a phone to carry with me. Yeah. And none of this stuff that we had then, like all that, without so all that equipment. Yeah, and what uh, sometimes beforehand, I would um, plan where I was getting my water. And I had a little bottle, and there was a well at uh, Dunn's Well, which is up just before back Castle Belling. There's a pump at Castle Belling, you know, uh, yeah. uh, at, there was a garage there, and you could get it, there was a tap. So I always thought that's how I'd fill up my water so I didn't carry any water, only maybe a bottle of water, do you know? Because you hadn't any hydration packs really yeah. then or anything like that, or at least I didn't know about them. It's just kind of on your own, really. The, cult- you know? the culture has changed so dramatically Completely. since and then, again, it? And I think it's great because yeah. years ago, like it'd be very, it'd be very small percentage on the Dublin City Martin women. Yeah. And now it's nearly yeah, it's the other like way 20, around. 000. Yeah. Runners now, and it's yeah. as you say, and many of them's women. There's almost as yeah. many, if not more. Yeah. Sort of same. A lot more women, now. but women apparently adapt better to long distance than men for some reason. Yeah, they can take more pain than us men. I think it must be what <laughs> it must be something to do with that because apparently if you see a woman or a man, we're just saying they're in the long like ultras. I like a not ultra here and there. Uh, that the women have that yeah. better stamina. Yeah, well, that's a known not fact. Saying they're that, not stronger now than that's, men. That's why women have children and men don't. Yeah, it must be. It must be <laughs> it's a, it's in your, stamina. Yeah. It's in the makeup. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel then after running that first oh, marathon? Oh, great. Absolutely brilliant. I did feel... And um, then I decided then. I felt brilliant after Dublin. I was really happy to have done it. And uh, I thought it was a brilliant achievement, which it was. Mm. like. And then I decided to do Belfast the following year. And... Because there wasn't many marathons about then, was there? It was only there? Belfast and Dublin, that's all. Yeah. And so I was doing that and then uh, I remember coming in one What did Larry day. think? Oh, he was very good. He was very... Um, otherwise, because we... At that stage, our house was full of foster kids and our yeah. own kids and the house was very... It was a busy house and Larry was working. So combining the children and the work and the training. I used to cook the dinner on a Sunday, give them all the dinner, I'd leave mine aside until I had my ro- long run in and then come back and have it. You know, this kind of stuff. You did it. Yeah. You had to do it. But Larry was great. Only for Larry, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Mm. I keep blaming him. It's his fault. But in a way, it's good that your partner is behind you because if, if he wasn't, it only cause friction. It's two different paths then, out. isn't it? Two different paths. And I'm away then a lot and yeah. whatever. And, you know, so it was him then. He says to me then one day, why don't you try Marathon abroad? And I says, now this is God's I said, Ash, I wouldn't be good enough for that. I thought you'd have to be really good. He's, I said, what do you mean? Like, where? You're going to the Olympics now. No, he says, <laughs> me, he says to me, why, try, why don't you try Boston? And I'm going, but that's only for like real elite runners. I was really in awe of this. Like, and he goes, not at all. Go give it a try. So I looked up sports travel. And I, that's how I. I Even uh, back then they were working. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. They were. Yeah. I did all my majors with sports travel. Yeah. So you have finished the six wheel majors. Yeah. Now, yeah. 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 So, but when did you do Boston then? Because that was quite earlier oh, on. I can't remember. There wasn't too I've many women about, from I've Ireland. I've done um, at least ten, eleven, twelve Bostons and the same no London. Way. Yeah. And I've got six New York. I think it's two Chicago of Atlanta. Uh, but obviously six majors and stuff like that. But they were all done with sports travel. 
Yeah. Because uh, particularly when you're a lady and you're traveling on your own, unless it's someone that you knew that was wanting to do it, like Eam, my friend Emer Harley that I mentioned, some of them she's done with her and I went together. You know, so if you have a lady friend or someone else, you could pair off it. But when you're on your own, it's nice to have a group. Yeah. And then your man in um, sports travel he looks after where your, your accommodation and all put in with maybe another Martin. woman or whatever you know so Martin Joyce yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't advise it enough actually like and it wasn't until I came well I've been Boston there in April which mm. is my last major mm. I realise you know what sports travel bring you yeah and yeah you, you meet at the airport and there's all these people oh I ran yeah. New York with you I ran Berlin with yeah. you yeah yeah and yeah. You've, you've met all these people yeah. and it builds it's out a wee community doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah, so. yeah. and I was sort of felt disappointed then yeah all of a sudden I was like, oh is that it over yeah i know, you know? yeah yeah but now yeah. i'm starting to think mm, i wonder which one i'm going to do again now i'm going to do chicago or yeah, i'm going to do yeah, boston yeah because you're going to meet the same people again you are and if you do it through sports travel it is great it's i know it might be a little bit more expensive but everything's mm. sort of sorted for you and it takes the stress out of it yeah without a doubt you know? like, so that's just what i was going to say so it takes all the stress and pressure and it's safe mm. yeah you can just go and safe. enjoy it yeah that's what I like. And you also know you have a bit of backup there yeah, if anything goes sort of, wrong. Yeah, yeah. where if you do it on your own, it's, it, I just find it would be more difficult, you know. So how did you find Boston then? Because back then... Oh, it was brilliant. Like, there wasn't too many ladies from Ireland no. who were running over to run Boston, which no, was very such an few. iconic Yeah, it was. Race. And you, you were almost revered over there because you were running the, the marathon, as they call it, and... Um, they thought you were really amazing because you were doing this marathon. There wouldn't have been, and you were always carrying your Irish flag and all That's that. Just better to yeah, say, like yeah. Irish in Boston, like oh, you were just treated like God, like royalty. <laughs> yeah. They were on me. I was just kind of saying, "What? Is he only run the marathon?" You know, and they were making yeah. it you out to be super. Do you know? Uh, yeah, they're really. Br- they're still more or less the same, but obviously the volume of runners has changed. Yeah. It was a small field when I did Boston. And quite it wouldn't be all that you know where you had to go into pens as they called them there was none of that initially but now it is it's almost the same it's all yeah. it's huge now like they've got they've got so big now that you're in god you could be in pen 12 in london and it'd take you half an hour to get <laughs> the stand that's very frustrating mm. even though you Especially know the heat and yeah. things like that but then again you must think also when i did my first couple of years of there was no chip timing There's so no watches no either. chip timing chip you know the chip yeah. on your shoe or your well right so what meant if when you're in london say per se and i take 10 minutes to get to the start that 10 minutes is on my time at the finish and you mm-hmm. can't change it That's now that right. wouldn't be accepted now no because i go man it's not my garment saying this but that you had to accept that time so you never, you know, so like say I did 410, that would have been like a four hour marathon. <laughs> four hours, But you can't say that because seconds. they only accept what's on the result sheet. Yeah. And that's how it stood then. And it, in a way it's unfair. Oh, it is unfair. Oh, now the chip timing was absolutely brilliant. There's some of them, I believe the comrades, it, it still does that. Oh, the comrades it's terrible. Marathon. Yeah, like it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair to you. But it's just it. part of its history. So that's why they still carry it on. Say they carry it. Yeah. I, definitely think that's so unfair to the runners in the back have you, you seen know? how have you seen boston change over the years then yeah um, well it's just it's it's got done it 11 bigger. times it's just got bigger and um like it's the roots the same yeah. you know but it has got bigger that's basically all i would see and um probably the fact that you have to get into these corrals or pens or whatever they call them i just think it's 
you know. Oh, that was your it. third marathon then, was that Boston? I'm not sure if it was my third. I'd have to look at the list. So it was early on, though, mm. very early mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And because that was where infamous, I, sorry, I don't know her name, but she was pulled off the course. Oh, Ka um, Catherine Swicer. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was, ran in Clonakilty there, didn't and then she? It was, no, that was Bobby Gibb. She was the first official runner. Oh, okay. Catherine Swicer or whatever her name is. She was the first one that tried to run it and was pulled off. But Bobby yeah. actually ran it. And she would be the first official, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But the other lady was the one that, you know, addressed the How long ago was that? Do you know? That was in the 70s. Yeah. There's some change since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and only for, like, then. women weren't allowed into marathons because mm. we thought we were too weak. Like, how, hello? Like, when you think about <laughs> it, it was the way people thought then, you know, women were the weaker sex, you know, and now it's kind of. It's strange how we're developing. Yeah, yeah. So it just shows you how much women have developed since that. When you think about it. When I sort of started, I started in two thousand eleven, mm. and um, there wasn't that like you just ran one marathon. Yeah, and yeah. Things like that. And people's mindsets now have changed. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. So much since then. Mm, yeah. And people just ran marathons. It was such a big deal to run a marathon back then. Yeah, yeah. After about five years ago. That sort of changed, or three or four years ago. Not everybody's running ultras and back to backs. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're all forget, over the place. Oh, I'll never forget my first back to back. I was scared as hell because I never heard like you never even heard of back to backs. Mm. And then it was Tony Kilty, and they decided I would have a back to back. Oh, girls, you can do it because it's Emer and Brenda and myself. We used to run a lot together, and um, they were saying, oh, "Not at all. Try it." So we did actually try it, and actually then we felt grand afterwards. But I have to say, I was a bit apprehensive. Yeah. And now, like, I can do four and five and ten and ten. And <laughs> I'm just look back. And when I think then, when I look back at the t time, I was scared of a back and back to back. And now, here we are, ten and ten, quads, triples, whatever. And you just seem to get better as, you know, in the ten and ten, your body seems to adapt even more and more. And yeah. there's a very little soreness in the body. You know, all that goes after about halfway through it. It's amazing. I've heard so many people say when they get to like number seven, eight. Yeah. You actually start to feel stronger. You start to feel stronger, yeah. It's and, amazing. It's and the last one just always surprises the person doing it. Yeah, and you could feel. actually be very good on your last one. Yeah. Because you've let everything go now. You've all the ten, you know, you, this is it. Give it everything now. You're finished. Do you think it's your mind just holding you back? Or do you think it's but your, your mind just is, adapting it? I think even in any, in running, your mind is your, mm. your, your worst enemy. Without a doubt, like. is your worst enemy. It can talk you out of anything, or it can obviously keep you going. Because I've seen me doing longer events, and your my mind adapts a lot better on the longer events. Yeah, I find, yeah, I prefer the longer. The it more, just yeah. knows you're here for the day and yeah. just lets you work away, yeah, rather yeah. than something a bit short, yeah. almost a limit on it. But the, the five k, I um, I I find five k to ten k is harder than a marathon. Yeah. And that is because obviously it's fairly competitive and people are more thinking, well, I'm going to watch the clock. And that's nothing wrong with that. But um, the thing is, I don't resettle in any until, you know, a few miles. Yeah. It could take me five or six miles and then I go into my zone. I don't get that chance of seeing a 5K or 10. It's all gone and it's finished and I'm going, where's the rest? Do you know that kind of yeah. a thing? It takes me six miles yeah. to warm up and sort of get yeah. into it. And then I'm in the zone and I don't care then how yeah. long I'm out. I could be out for hours. I like It wouldn't bother me. 
do you know, I'd be happy out. I, I find that's a mistake, a mistake where a lot of people run on 5 and 10 Ks. Yeah, yeah. They just turn up to the start line and go. Go, yeah. Go belt. Your yeah. body is, no way, your body's still tense. Still tense, and yeah. And they're not giving themselves a chance. Mm. But out on it, would say if you're on a marathon or an ultra distance, you can relax. And, you know, you can... To me now, I'm doing 40... Say you're doing 40 miler. I don't think 40 miles... And it would say like it's 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 laps or something you're doing. So the lap it's four miles or whatever, and you could do ten of them. I just count. I just go lap by lap. Yeah. And I don't think of the big picture. I've still I'm at twenty miles. I was still twenty miles ago. How am I going to do that? No, it's just one lap at a time. And yeah. the same with multi days events. I do the same one day at a time because you have no idea how you're going to feel tomorrow. None. Today you might feel crap, but tomorrow you could be brilliant in your body. That's what happened to me a few times. Sometimes, God, I'm so tired today. And how am I going to go? And then you're already stuck focusing on tomorrow and you haven't even went down today. <laughs> so do you know what I mean? So that makes you more tired. Yeah. You know, so don't just go. It's, it's really just about adapting it's to all what's about, going yeah, on at the yeah. minute, this moment in time. Yeah, and don't let this rule you too yeah. much, you know. Yeah. Because the mind sort of takes over. And, you know, this year I've sort of really focused on trying to actually stay on this mile. Yeah. And not even worry. If I go for a long training run, say 22, yeah, 24 mile miles. Time. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoy the mile yeah, or adapt yeah. to it. Yes. And sometimes, because yeah. what used to happen in the marathons for me, I would get to like mile 17, 18, and you're starting to feel terrible. And you're like, I can't do this for another eight miles. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And but your body's not going to stay in that yeah, state for the next no, eight miles. It's, it's going to not. change and go up it's and down. It's going to keep changing, yeah. And I don't find another thing, in, especially in long distance, I know it's distraction. Try and distract yourself mm. from doing something, you know what I mean? Or from thinking, or if you're feeling maybe a little niggle coming on, and you go, no, I'm not, I don't want to think of that. So think of something. Like sometimes we're out running, and uh, I might be with my friend Eamon, or we might do, or we do the alphabet today, like kind of thing. So <laughs> you we start off and you'll say, just it, we have to think of all the names of men's names beginning with the letter A. So you run along, you're going, oh yeah, Alfie, Alfred, you know, and all that. And then, then, then we're going on B. And then we, I'm before you know, it's a few miles done. Yeah. So, but we've distracted ourselves completely from running, and now we're, you know, you're focusing on. I'm thinking, man, the letter B, B, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. So you're just, uh, I think it's great distraction, or even singing. You might meet a lot of the race don't allow you have your music but you could sing to yourself or you can sing out loud if you're on the road on your own and it's amazing i've done that lots of times yeah. sing and i can't sing but i'm singing out loud and there's nobody around nobody can hear me it's brilliant and i'm running along and the next thing's another couple of miles gone that's fantastic you know i remember my best marathon run i ever had was in clonakilty oh i love clonakilty it's and brilliant i met up with some guy who was actually originally from there yeah so he was giving me a tour all oh, the way around yeah, it. Yeah, and you were completely distracted then. Completely right? distracted up to about mile 20. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. And um, then you only had six miles to go. Only had six miles to go, and it was the best run I'd ever had. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, I love what's well, one of my favourites now in Ireland, be Clonakilty. Yeah. We make the weekend of it. Larry comes down, and we always book the family room. There's a beautiful wee town at Christmas time, isn't it? All the lights. Oh, lit it's up beautiful, yeah. It's the black pudding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never even heard that Clonakilly Kelly was famous for his black pudding yeah, until that's it was down there. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the marathon, they give you black pudding, don't yeah, they? White yeah, pudding. yeah, yeah. I, I can't eat it because I'm vegetarian. And uh, so I miss out on all that. And yesterday we, we did the East Cork Marathon. And after the finish, there was burgers and sausages and 
all that big barbecue going going on. I couldn't eat any of it. So have you always been a vegetarian? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, something I've moved uh, moved into over the last sort of year and a half. Yeah, sort yeah. Of plant based food. Yeah. Because I find the body recovers a lot better and has oh, a lot absolutely. more energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? I'd so be fairly plant based and almost vegan, but I like cheese. So I can't be, I, I wouldn't turn vegan. You still got all your proteins from all. Oh, yeah, yeah. The kidney beans yeah, and chickpeas yeah, yeah. and all of that I, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love like, um, a lot of the seeds, chia seeds and mm. um, sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds and all that. So you can add them to your cereal. Real good fat as well. Like. Yeah, and good protein in them as well. The yeah. proper fat, omega fats, you see, it's, it's really good. People get hung up with protein and, and things like that. Mm. <clears throat> but it's the nutrition that people are missing in yeah, their body, yeah. mm. isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not an advocate really of um, protein shakes or uh, gels or anything like that. And the reason is, I'm not knocking them now because obviously it's a new generation of stuff. So that's fine. Without, yeah, yeah, of course. But when I started running first, there was none of them. Absolutely none. If you ever interviewed Dave Brady, he's exactly the same way thinking of me as me, and he's seven, nearly seven hundred marathons ran. He and I would, would we when we run marathons, you would be lucky to get just to get water only yeah. on the courses, <clears throat> and any there was no gels for sale, and anything you might get, you might get cut off Mars bar, or you might get cut up bananas, and that was it. If you're lucky, like, but it was generally all water, and a lot of the times you had to look after yourself with the water as well. So we said, at those days, you didn't need that. So why do we need them yeah. now? And we got on fine without them. You could make up your own drink with glucose, you know, the glucose yeah. sugar and, 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 and <clears throat> add water or whatever. You can make your own drinks up. But I'm not knocking the gels and stuff like that. It suits some people and then find that they help I think it's what you train with. Your body sort of gets exactly. used to. Exactly, yeah, yeah. What I found um, through taking gels, and I used to take a lot of gels. Mm. I'm trying to knock them out totally. Yeah, yeah. Because um, any of the good runners I know don't use them. Yeah. <clears throat> but what I find is they do. They give me a lift, but the crash. Oh, yeah. The crash is lower. Yeah. Than yeah, where you originally yeah, were yeah. looking for the lift. Well, I, sometimes now, if I, I'm doing an awful, you know, an ultra or that, and there's coke on the course, yeah. now it's a flat coke. Obviously, it has to be flat because all you do is burp, burp, and if it's not flat, so a lot of the tables will have the coke out for yeah. a good while. So I would take a sip of coke, and I find that very mm. good. It gives you a lift without giving you the crash nearly. Do you know that's all yeah. way? But and it, sometimes you're constantly drinking water. It can get very bland. You know yourself, so yeah. It, it just takes you to find out what your body can take and yeah. handle, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Generally, yeah. The best condition I ever got going into Dublin Marathon, and I knew I was going to smash my PB. Mm. And I took a gel and had to come off course at mile sixteen. Oh I was, no sick yeah, with it sick, yeah. sort of relieved as well mm. that I didn't have to go through the pain barrier yeah. <laughs> on that day yeah yeah um, yeah but I got pulled off course I finished it like but um just that one gel it can yeah. be a bit of a gamble yeah so they can yeah one interesting point on protein that I heard as well was nobody has ever been admitted to hospital for having a protein deficiency no it doesn't exist no no do you know what I mean you can have yeah, like yeah. b12 deficiency but or it's, it kind of would be very interesting to re, re to know how much protein do you actually need to fuel the, yeah. the, the, the muscles because I have a friend of mine um, that another runner and um, he I was chatting to him one day and it was about diet because that particular day we ran again and we came in and there was food but there was no vegetarian food so I was sitting there with a cup of coffee and he was sitting with a coffee and I said oh are you vegetarian or vegan and he goes on well I'm, I'm both 
And I says, oh yeah, what diet are you following? And he said, eats nothing, only fruit. Yeah. Right, now this, he said to me, this is very, this is a very, it's a difficult diet. I said, don't worry, I won't be following that because I couldn't just live on fruit alone. I have to, I said, what do you, how do you know you're getting enough protein? And he asked me, well, what's protein? Mm. And I said, well, it's fuel for your muscles as far as I it's know. Scott, but Scott how, does he li- how do you live on fruit alone? Scott Jurek. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard of him? No. He, he wrote the book Eat and Run. Yeah. And he's he's in the power plant. I don't know if he's a vegan or not, but power plant food anyway. Mm. And he talks about protein. Gosh. Um, he's an ultra runner. Mm. But he doesn't focus on, he, he says it's a little rubbish, like your body needs about 60. I'm trying to tell you, Mm. If you don't run, you need like 110. Yeah, so what that's it. It's how do you know protein. like what's what's right and what's wrong, really? Yeah. So. But as you say, it, whatever suits you, like that's it. That's it. Like, cause when I'm running the marathon, I rarely eat anything. I don't take anything with me to eat or anything. Generally, I wouldn't eat anything on the course, and I. Your body's just burning your own fat the whole time. Probably, and um, I just drink water. And again, if there's coke on the course, I'll take it. Now, Dave Brady, that guy as well I'm talking about, if you ever get a chance, because he's so down to earth and he's really interesting. He looks so healthy. Dave doesn't even drink. He just looks so he healthy, doesn't even doesn't drink he? water on the course. No way. I swear, I said, oh, see, because I've actually done a few Martins with him, where we chatted along and we ran along, blah, blah. And I watched him, because I said to myself, he can't possibly not drink water, and he doesn't. Because I've, I've gone... Unless, run. obviously, it's a really hot day, like we might need a bit, but... I've, I've been running with um, club members and gone on long runs with them. Mm. And when I'm on my own, I, I used to leave a bottle out every five miles. No, I, 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 I love sipping that water yeah. all the time. I would. And I just I look at them and think, like, they never take any water. And I'm like, how do, they, how do you manage? But it's just a mindset. Yeah, because I was running with someone, yes, and he's similar. I, we were getting to the water station. I said, are oh, you not taking any water? And he goes, no, I don't really drink water on the course. And I go, God. And I said, well, what do you do? He says, well, I drink well. Hydrate well beforehand, so a couple of days beforehand, and then he says the next two days I'll be hydrating afterwards. That's how he does it. But I still like to have water on the course. I wouldn't like yeah. to see there was no water. It's a strange thing because you read so many different things. Mm. When I started running, I was just picking up magazines. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't even hear of running clubs. Yeah. Back yeah. then, so it was two thousand eleven. Like there was loads of running clubs about. I just wasn't aware of them. Yeah. And I used to ride for like a five and six mile run. Run. I used to have my Lucasade Sport. Yeah. I used to have my one gel and four yeah. jelly babies. Yeah. And it's yeah. like a six mile run. Yeah. Or I had a ten mile loop and I would um, take my gel at mile six. Yeah. And eat a jelly baby every mile. Yeah. And I went to the Dublin ten miler one day. It was the Frank Duffy ten miler. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I blew up in it. And when I came home, I was that annoyed. The next day, I went out and ran my ten mile loop with nothing. Yeah. And I smashed my PB. I didn't even have any water, gels, yeah, or anything. Go. And I went. See, it is really very hard to get the balance right. Or yeah, know so I've sort of come away from all of that now, and I would never take sort of sugary drinks or anything no, like that. No, no. But I used to drink Powerade all the time for Yeah, long, yeah. Because I'd read it somewhere. Mm. Oh, I can't take it at all. I can't yeah. take it. I just, I find all them sports drinks very hard in my stomach. So when did, you, when did you first think that you were going to run 100 miles then? When did that come in? Well, I never thought I'd run 100 miles, to be honest. That, that, um... And obviously, like I've got quite a few mile, lots of miles behind yeah. my behind me at the minute. But what came into my head, I just said to myself, and I'm getting older, and obviously none of us is getting young, but I, I am did, getting I older. I did actually meant to say hundred marathons there. Sorry. Oh, hundred marathons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did hundred miles as well. But um, 
the hundred martins. Yeah, well, I'll tell you how that came about. I, um, because there was so few martins in Ireland, I went over to England quite a lot to do marathons and maybe another time to go to Scotland as well. So uh, anyway, I was over, I would, would go regularly to the UK and then I met up with a couple of, you know, we've over and you meet the runners. And this guy I met up and he happened to be the chairperson of the 100 Martin Club in the UK. And he was chatting to me and um, he was saying, oh, many Martins have you done? And I was, can't remember what he was on at that time. And he says, oh, you can join, you can join our club soon as a wannabe, because you can't actually join the UK club until you have 100 done. Right. So you're not yeah. a mem- fully-fledged member until you have 100 done. I think it might have been around, must have been around... Is 50. that the 100 Martin Club, is that? UK, yeah. Yeah. Is that so, the blue and yellow jersey? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, so I joined the, the wannabes, and that gave me the incentive then to, to go for the 100. And at that, I got talking to a lot of them, and they were doing... 10 and 12 and maybe 15 a year and I thought oh my god like I was really that's what opened my mind to yeah. it all then that's how I actually started running more marathons because I got influenced by the people I was speaking to in the UK club so I ran with them and I did my first 100 in I think it was in 2003 so how, how long have you been running then? I would be running about 13 years yeah yeah probably yeah because I but it, obviously with a short amount of marathons mm. each year and then it building up to them but um so um then i'm not quite sure actually the hundred what the years so in 2008 then the martin club ireland was formed and that was based on the criteria of the uk club okay they went over to find out how to set it up how to set up martin club ireland and they they go under the auspices of the uk club with the same ruling so that's how the Martin Club Ireland was formed. And I was formed by Ray O'Connor from Galway. He met up with Roger Biggs. Roger's actually coming over to me again. He was here last year for the Dundalk Marathon. So he's back over again this year. And he would be the start fellow that started the Brilliant. Where was your marathon then? Dublin. In Dublin? Yeah. And then for the next, the 200 was Dublin, 300 was Dublin, 400 was Duleek. EOI East of Ireland Marathon and 500 was last year in um, Monaghan that's amazing yeah <laughs> and then so you, you, you ran like 400 mile marathons in quite a short period yeah, of time yeah really, didn't yeah, you? yeah the so last couple of years like last year I did my 500 so possibly by the end of this year the 600 would be completed about 100 and well oh, sh- just maybe I'm not sure we how many weeks like sometimes you go by 52 weeks so you could have i could have got 52 weeks 100 miles martins in wow that's crazy you know <laughs> i know I, you know i say it's crazy but i i seen the um um on facebook you know the 12 and 12 or mm. 52 and 52 oh, Rick does them, Rick. yeah yeah Over the ones England, that rick yeah. has I, Phoenix so i joined the wannabe 100 marathon club <laughs> Oh, about UK, four weeks ago in the, the in aspiring the UK, ones yeah onto that page and you're sitting reading their stories and you're right it just opens mm. up your mind doesn't like, it yeah yeah and i'm trying i've got a plan for this year i'm trying to yeah. hold myself back from not signing up for the monaghan three marathons back to back and go like what's happening to me because <laughs> you get just drawn in all this inspiration that you you're, do get drawn in that and then you see that lovely big medal that get, says 12 mm. and 12 mm. or 52 and i'm like I can feel such a draw to that. Yeah. Don't you? Mm. Oh, it's yeah. such an amazing thing. But you can do it one if again it's all down to circumstances and it's already mm. very relative. 
some people have children some people ha can't get away every weekend to run some people can some people have the money to do because it's, it's expensive running yeah, yeah. but you can i it, they're all it's very, a lot more. It's, 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 it's a lot easier accessible now, mm. isn't it? Because there's marathons every single week. <laughs> every week, yeah. And you don't even have to go that far anymore. No, I get the three last, actually four last week. I did Celtic Warrior, and then in the middle of the week I did East Antrim so, on so the Wednesday. The and Celtic then, yes, Warrior did. There was three. Three marathons three back marathons, to back yeah. in three days. Yeah. And, and then middle of the week was East Antrim. So how many days in between? Well, I've done the the last. I finished on Monday and then I ran again on Wednesday and then I ran again yesterday <laughs> but you can you know you can yeah so you made that sound very blase yeah, <laughs> so but, um, last start, weekend just yeah. summarise that you had three marathons last yeah. weekend then on Wednesday you ran a marathon and In then on Saturday, Saturday yesterday you ran a marathon because I've been trying to get you the last few weeks <laughs> I know you can't get me at the weekend I'm running 10 and 10 this week um, or I'm running 4 and 4 or 4 and 5 I'm just doing a marathon on Saturday if you want to call around on Sunday yeah that's it yeah but yeah and like I stood on the start line on Wednesday morning I just said I think I feel tired started off my legs felt a bit tired but after a while that all, all went I started saying to my body you're not tired you're actually not tired you've had a good sleep last night so you're not tired and then as you went on as I went on I started feeling much much better myself and then I picked up completely it's fantastic from feeling it? really tired because you, I, I started talking to this up here and telling yeah. myself you're not tired, you're not sick, you're not sore, you're, there's nothing wrong with you, get on with it. Do you know that kind of thing? You can so talk yourself out of it as easy as you can talk yourself into it. Mm. I talk myself into it more than I'll talk myself out of anything. So you running know? has obviously given you such a strong mind. Oh, very strong, um, yeah. And you started running when you were about 40. Yeah. So how was it before then? Could before then, I was uh, playing badminton. But from a mental perspective, yeah. how strong you've become... Yeah, Mentally. I think my strength would come, uh, Robbie, from growing up in a big family mm. and having to do things for yourself and, and, and be constantly working and helping the family. Like we, we, when I grew when I uh, was very small, we lived on a farm and a shop. We had a farm on the border, south of my border. I went to school in Northern Ireland. We uh, would get up in the morning. Before we went to school, we had chores to do. We had to fill the boiler with water so we could enter the well. Sometimes the well would be covered in ice and we'd have to chop the ice, get the bucket into the well, and it'd be freezing. Yeah. So we'd have to fill the boiler with water. We'd have to feed the pig, get the potatoes yeah. ready for the fodder for the pigs, all this stuff. So there's a bit of work involved. Collect eggs from the hens, all that. So and then we'd have to run to school, which was three miles away, because there was no buses then, and run, maybe run back. And on the way back, we'd have to put bundle sticks with us for the fire. Yeah. So we were constantly doing things, and but after having said that, we had great play times, and we made everything up, like uh, our skipping rope was a bit of rope from the farmyard, and our dolls were made of wood and sticks. But it's and funny, stone, you know, that it's kind of funny. Stuff. Like so, I had a conversation yesterday yeah. with somebody, mm. and we were we were talking. That's one thing that is missing with children is is I don't want to use the word struggle, but maybe yeah. it's the right word, but mm. hard work. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, Just because you would never actually ask a five-year-old to go to the well and take a bucket of water and carry it up and put it in the boiler, yeah. would you? You wouldn't nowadays. And it's relative to the time. Do you know? I'm, I'm not saying kids should be doing this or should be doing that, but that was normal to us. But it, teaches, it teaches you how to um, work through problems later yeah, in life, though. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? You have We're probably a little bit soft 
with our kids yeah. now and the, also like we were running and going back to school but then again there was very little traffic and stuff like that nowadays you couldn't you couldn't ask a four or five year old to go to school walk three miles to school <laughs> we were doing it you couldn't even ask a 12 year old to walk no, three miles to school these days they'll tell you where to go you can't say well in my day I don't I never use that to my kid in my day we did this or that because everything's so relative it's a different world and you, yeah, you, you I'm not sure it's a good thing though it's not necessarily a good thing mm. I think actually we're too soft with them and yeah. there's an awful lot people expect and they uh, they they have an, a sense of an entitlement before they even earn it yeah you know that they're actually not entitled to anything you have to earn it but they think you don't but they you know i think that's kind of a yeah. society we have now because it's such a one thing i have noticed through these podcasts and just talking to people in generally well mostly from taking photographs even mm. on course is how low people's self-esteem is yeah and especially with younger people coming through yes yes and i i do find that um you know i don't know the right way to put this but they've, if they've been mothered or not mothered that's the wrong word to use they've been given a softer life they've been given a softer yeah, life and it, yeah. and it holds them yeah, back from being yeah. able to work through problems yeah and, and then they, they, they don't know how to do because even in school they're not they're not being taught life yeah. skills being taught whatever but there there is a very few coming out of school know any life skills yeah do you know we learned all that we learned all that from because we had to do it at home so you were taught in the home. You, were, you had to do things. I, you, you know, when the farmers were out doing the, the harvest, I'd be going down, I'd be coming up to the house making the tea and the sandwich and bringing them down to them. You did, the, but you made them yourself. Yeah. I made the sandwiches. I was only a child. You can't do that. You know, it's just... But running is something then that people have sort of moving into actually is starting to build that self-esteem yeah. and yeah. starting to build that mental strength. Yeah. And when I started running, my weakest part was my mental strength. Yeah. Without, I just held my back myself back, yeah, back so much so much yeah so uh, that was something i focused on and trained on yeah and, like, i read a lot about mental yeah. strength and actually how the mind works and stuff like that and was able just to like even just staying within the mile yeah yeah and adapting Stay to that mile, that mile and being in. present with just the in the moment and, you're in but uh, i think uh, a lot of people put too much expectations on themselves mm. as well like oh they might I'm um, maybe they compare themselves to others now maybe because I'm a bit older I don't do that, but um like this they're thirty or thirty five or the forty of them saying oh I should be running sub this or sub that you may your body your body may not be able yeah. to do you know yeah you, you only walk within your limits and once you push them limits then you're going to get stressed and then stress brings on all that and also the big thing stress will bring on is an injury. Yeah. you're going to get stressed and you're going to get injured you, you switch on that safety mechanism in your mind when mm. you're stressed yeah so now you're gonna, yeah. now you're going to have go on to race a marathon you need to be fully confident going into that because yes. you're going to be on a fine line if you're going to try and break that time yeah um, but if you're ready if you're stressed your mind is going hold on what's going on here what's going on here yeah and it's going to shut you down yeah i've seen it so many times with people who are phenomenal runners oh, week in week yeah. out mm -hmm. they're smashing the times and they go for that yeah. sub three or sub four whatever yeah, it is yeah. and you know at the starting line talking to them yeah you're like oh <laughs> it's not gonna happen today unless <laughs> you chill yeah. out yeah yeah and i love marathon day it's oh, my yeah. favorite day mm. so it is and i don't feel it's different when i'm running a 5k or 10k I yeah that oh, tension. there's just 
there's actually no comparison in uh, in running 5k 10k to running a marathon yeah. and there's actually no comparison to running a marathon and running an ultra that's completely different again because yeah. i love i actually love the 24 hour events she said, can um, can we make slime? So I brought my own stuff. Slime. Slime, yeah. Okay, go on. Yay! <laughs> yeah, slime. Yeah, so uh, what was I saying anyone to drop it there? Um, yeah, I love the, the 24-hour fans. Yeah, it's so different. Completely different it's like tennis and cricket, though. Yeah. You know, totally yeah, different. Totally you're hitting different. a ball with a bat, but they're totally different yeah, sports yeah. altogether. You're not, you're not focusing now. You're on 24 hours. You're not focusing at all on marathon. Yeah. And... You don't win thinking I'm going to do my Martin in my normal Martin time because you're going to have to phase yourself out for the whole in 24 hours. Do you know it's completely different. Now. So what did Mindset. you what did you think when you when you run your hundred marathon? What went through your mind? I was like, oh my, did I really just run a hundred well, marathons? When I run my my one hundred marathon, that was that was practically unheard of. Yeah. Like that was an amazing thing to do then. Like now I know it's regularly everybody nearly every week someone is achieving that goal now but it was completely it was very few had run that it was amount a lot of harder then as well because it was a lot harder really yeah so the achievement was probably a little bit you know relative to the time and it seemed absolutely amazing and totally like out of, how can you run under marathon you're not supposed to do something like that do you know it's unreal do you know so it was and at very, that time very what special. was the most marathons you'd run over a period of time like I so. think about 12 to 15 in the year really 12 15 maybe 20 I think it was 20, 20 maybe 20 25 something <laughs> like that hard to keep track of them all it is yeah I'd have to look at the, the, the Martin list and did you at that time when you ran 100 marathons think to myself when you going to keep going here well I, I definitely said it wasn't going to stop I was going to keep going but I hadn't I hadn't any plan on saying mm. I'm going to do 200 I still don't have a plan in saying I'm going to do a certain amount like I know I'm on five hundred and something now, coming up to six hundred, but I'm not saying. How many are you on now? Yesterday was five seven seven. <laughs> so do you know, I'm not thinking. I'm not even thinking That's when brilliant. and where I'm going to do six. Yeah. Do you know? I'm. I'm just because. If you're thinking that of five, uh, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah, that's it. You could say, "Oh, I could do that maybe," and then you put your pressure on yourself. Well, I have to do what yeah. is if I have five seven seven done, so I have. 23 to do to get to 600 I'm not going to put that pressure on myself mm-hmm. and say I'll do that now do you know I should have it done I'll do it whatever I'm not until I'm nearer and then you could because that's, spe- that's a special way of thinking because yeah. you're just enjoying everyone yeah why, exactly. why rush it just why to get a number it? yeah, yeah. You know I mean? I'm not so. going to put pressure on myself now and do the next one mm-hmm. and I'm going to have it done for whatever it, like I'm obviously running one next weekend and so on and so on it's very special though. Every marathon's special though, isn't it? They're all different. Every one of them. Because even if you've run them before, you're still having a different experience mm. in every one of them. Do you and know? what do you find? Do you find you like the bigger, like the real major marathons or the smaller, like oh, Connor Kelly? Much mm. better. I love the smaller ones. Absolutely. Because the big city ones now overwhelm me. You know, mm. I, I used to think, oh yeah, these were the bees knees. But they now, can be quite lonely sometimes. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Whereas in the when you go to the smaller events, you kind of I kind of at this stage now you know quite a few of the runners, and that generally some of them be passing me more likely than me passing them, or because we a lot of these smaller ones are done in loops, so like say if you're in five loops, you can guarantee the top runners are going to be passing you, but they're all yeah. chatting and say hello to you and 
Whereas in the bigger, you're not going to get that. You know, you're not going to get the artery in the, run in the bigger clonic, one. And yeah. That's one thing I take away from that. It's like. Oh, it's amazing. Bob I talked and to Ian so many people. I didn't think I talked to as many people in the marathon yeah. than I did in that one. Yeah. Even, I think it was Gary Hannon, he was winning the race. Yeah. And you just hear him cheering at the end back, but you know, come on, boys, you're doing really well. Yeah, he yeah. He's cheering everybody on yes, going yeah, by. You know, yeah. the front runners were oh, and the back amazing. runners were. Yeah. And like Gary's brilliant because he just talks to everybody. He doesn't make himself out to be this elite runner. Yeah. I'm better than you, and I'm, I'm not talking to you because I'm better than you. Some, some of them have that a feeling about them you, you, you're almost afraid to talk to them because they're such a good runner like yeah. but we're all good because we're all That's doing it. the same distance but gary's you know the runner's runner if you know he talks to everybody he's very friendly because i remember running new york and when i compare that to like Clonic kilty yeah on kilty we talked to every single runner yes yeah in new york i found even though it was a, a great marathon oh yeah yeah i didn't really talk to anybody yeah, the whole way yeah. around the course yeah you know, you're just amazed by what's going on it around you. Got, it hasn't got that nice, friendly, yeah. you know, almost like a family kind of thing, you know. Like, even yesterday in East Cork, like, and I enjoyed it because, again, it was people, a lot of people that I knew running it. And you'd, you'd see them and you'd be chatting to them. And then afterwards, as I said, there was a little, um, unfortunately, the weather was dreadful. It was absolutely pouring <laughs> down. Of all days. It was, all, it was just a horrible day. But um, you just kind of, it's nice. It's almost like a reunion every week. Yeah. You're, you're meeting up, up with your same people all the time. And the community's getting closer and, and they're, closer, they're isn't They're like-minded it? and um, they're not kind of looking at me and saying, I'm going to beat you today and you're going to beat me. And all. It's not that. It's not yeah. that. Com- Everybody's competitive within themselves. I want to do as best I can. And the person I'm talking to would probably be the same and whatever. And we'll all have bad days and we'll all have good days. But it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, the ultimate thing is we want to finish and we want to finish well and feel good mm. rather than killing ourselves to, you know, yeah. finish. Do you know it's what a great I mean? sense of community. Like, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, and then with the uh, onset of Martin Club Ireland and East of Ireland, then they started up their marathons and East Antrim and they all helped so much because if you didn't have those we wouldn't have the supply of marathons. Yeah. And what they've also done is they made marathons affordable because marathons are very expensive. Some big marathons are really expensive. Yeah. So you have the East of Ireland and Martin Club Ireland and uh, they kind of average around 25 euro. Yeah, the bigger ones. Bigger ones are. So what stage then did you think? So you're like 10 and 10. Oh yeah, well, there's a few things on my to-do list. So I thought... Uh, I'm getting on a bit now, so I want to. I want to be able to um, maybe knock them off my to-do list. But yeah. I kind of picked the same year to do a few things on my to-do list. So this year I did the Belfast to Dublin uh, with the Atlas running. So that was. And uh, just kind of cl- uh, closed. I I finished off at the hundred miles in that because my body was starting to break down. There was still a few more miles to go. But if you got to the 100 miles in it, you got to join the 100, club, 100 mile club. Yeah, so so I got as far, so I picked up on that. I got, I'm in the 100 mile club now, so I got my 100 mile in. So when did you do that? We did that at the end of April. What age were you then? Same age as I am now, 68. 68. <laughs> so That's I phenomenal. achieved that. And then I had, had in my head quite often, and my friend Brenda that lives in England, and Brenda and I used to run a lot, and she kind of, sowed the seeds in my head about doing the 10 and 10 and she had said oh we'll do it together and whatever so 
I entered the 10 and 10 kind of a little bit apprehensively. But then I thought, yeah, I would like to do a 10 and 10 and see how I get on. So uh, the 10 and 10 was in England, in Bury St Edmunds. And Brenda decided then she couldn't do it. She was going to do the 10 and 10 in England, in Italy. And then there was a few others that had said they would do it, but obviously for family reasons or whatever, they couldn't do it. So I ended up on my own. But I decided, well, I'm still going to go because now's my chance to do this 10 and 10. And I actually loved it. I enjoyed it. I did again what I normally do. I took it day by day. I didn't think of tomorrow while I was running today. Mm. As I said, maybe that day I wasn't feeling good. Tomorrow I could feel better. And there was a couple of days where I wasn't feeling, you know, the buzz and whatever. I still got on with it. And then the next day I might feel great. You know, some of the times were fairly good. Actually, it was fairly even all the time, my times for the 10 and 10. Do you know? So I enjoyed that. And So do you know how many people at 68 years of age have done like... 10 and 10. 10 and 10 or 100 miles. Or 100 miles, no. Well, not like, ladies, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know of any. Especially 100 miles. Yeah, there may be, but I really don't mm. actually know. I've never looked into any kind of that stuff, Robbie, to be honest with you. Few and far between anyway. I would say I few assure, and far <laughs> between. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely few and far between. I wouldn't think there'd be very many. Is there anything on the list that you haven't ticked off yet? I think I'm more or less on all the, on my mm. to-do list. I will still like to keep doing the 24 hours. And like last year I did the, the world 24 hours and I won the age category so that I got the gold in the world 24 hours. That must have been phenomenal for So you. I would like to win the next world age category comes up I would like to do, enter that and I think it's in Austria or somewhere like that but I'd like to do that Brilliant. and that, that was in Belfast be, that was in Belfast yeah you, you ran 90 miles didn't you yeah yeah that's phenomenal mm. but I actually loved it I it's just I actually when it finished I was disappointed and I'm not saying I could I went on and done another 24 but I was loving it so much that uh, I, I actually didn't feel any ill effects from that at all I loved it and what do you think about it what, what do you think it was that you loved about that? I think, well, the whole event had a great, there was great camaraderie among mm. all the runners, even though, and you, you saw all these people, world-class uh, runners, and they were running, like, around, we were all going around in circles at Victoria It's just like a big carnival, isn't it? It was a big carnival, really and truly. It was fantastic. And support, and, like, there was all the groups, like, there was East Antrim had their stand-up, and there was... Uh, different types of groups born to run and all they all have their little stand and it's they, almost you like one big around, celebration isn't yeah it? and then as i the more i went around the more the world people were getting to know me do you know what i mean <laughs> and i was getting the philippines were saying come on and all this i was getting a lot of encouragement from all the different nationalities and do you know because you've been around for 24 hours it get to know you and it was brilliant absolutely brilliant then That's um, phenomenal. yeah it was well was well organised, but the only thing was the timing went down for a while, so that, that was a bit of a glitch for them, Jeez, for really the organisers, yeah. But I think they overcame that in the end. And then mm-hmm. this year it was the national uh, 24 hours. So that was the... the so is that something that's going to happen every year? It's just the end of year 24? Yes, every, every year. year anyway. Yeah, every year, yeah. It just seems to be getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it really opens the door for people that yeah. really want to try something larger than the market. But actually, it is worth coming out to see it because there's a great atmosphere in it and the, the crew, like the supporters, say you have a crew there, they'll bring up, pitch their tents and they'll, mm. they'll be barbecuing during the night or they'll be doing, you know, while the, we're running and they'll be looking after us and getting their stuff. But there's always that kind of a party atmosphere among the people sitting around the camps. It's great, like, it really is. 
it's a it's a good way to do an ultra yeah. because everything's on hand do you know when we were doing the atlas belfast to dublin you were kind of depending on your crew and you mightn't see them for miles and you might need something but in the 24 hour everything's on hand so you're, mm. you're not really looking for anything do you know if you want a cup of tea it's ready when you come around off the lab you want a cup of coffee or a cup of soup or a, it's all there for you yeah. so it's a lot easier we say than the belfast to dublin that's a big challenge really for anyone to do there's a lot of people that you know there as well yeah 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 do yeah. the same sort of we're all in the same mindset really yeah, you know brilliant. to do what we can you talked about the ultras then you've sort of flipped in and out the ultras all the way through that yeah that you've had yeah you any favorite ultras not particularly i don't think so how do you find them how do you find the ultra different in the marathon it's just a different mindset mm. and you're uh, you don't when you start your ultra you're not going off like you're running your marathon because you know you have to last that bit longer do you know like i did the 40 mile in Tralee last year and it was like again it was four mile laps so you're not thinking marathon distance at all now your mind's now focused on 40 miles so you kind of go a lap at a time and see how yeah. you get on and do you prefer that type of course i do prefer if for longer distance yeah i i like i do prefer the laps because yeah. you've everything on hand you almost wouldn't need a crew for uh, say you had a hundred you're doing 100 miles on laps you wouldn't really need a crew because mm. you'd be doing the same lap all the time and you'd have you could leave everything out for yourself on the table and maybe yeah. if you needed a cup of tea or coffee obviously somebody will have that ready for you when you're coming around rather than you go make it for yourself if you didn't want i don't like stopping i don't like the concept of stopping and uh, i when i'm running doing the 24 hour I wouldn't sit and rest or anything like that because I feel if I went for a rest I wouldn't get back up and do yeah. it again but that's not that's me that's not for everybody someone else would feel they need a rest they might need a little nap for 20 minutes or an hour or something and they'll come back out and they might even run better yeah. but for me I like to keep going yeah even on the long training runs I don't like stopping no. my friends will stop no. for a water station and I just run up the road a bit yeah, and then come yeah. back <laughs> yeah yeah just in my you head you just don't mentally. like stopping yeah mentally I, I find if I stop I might well that's it I mightn't get going at all I'm bad I'm slow enough without stopping do you know that feeling yeah, yeah. and you've gone through this and you haven't everybody goes through their own struggles we talked about Larry there earlier on <laughs> yeah yeah good old Larry he's looking extremely healthy yeah yeah um, and he had he come through he a lot very very so ill he had four heart attacks and yeah. he was diagnosed with prostate cancer was it you said? yeah he had he actually had a quadruple bypass and prostate cancer all in one year and you think running helped you through that because that's a difficult time obviously yeah well, when he was uh wasn't well and i was obviously very worried about it my running helped me keep mm -hmm. me strong because when i go out for a run i could forget about it for a while and because obviously you're very worried about him when he was, yeah. he, you know, uh, his recovery then when he was come, came home and all that, he didn't look well at all. And you're kind of worried in case anything went wrong. So I think your running does help you, your mind. Without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. And you have quite a large family yourself. So you have mm. five children, don't you? Five kids, yeah. And you fostered. We fostered over kids. 80 kids and we're still fostering. We still have foster kids. From where? From all over? Well, basically, yeah, we would have had, um, we had Nigeria, kids, yeah. Nigeria and kids, and we've had South African, and uh, we've a lot of Irish Finish. kids, obviously, and um, Finnish is right, and uh, then we, um, they're, they're nearly all kind of Irish kids, 
But I we used to also do the Chernobyl thing, the Chernobyl project where we take a child from Chernobyl, the Chernobyl area, and we'd have them over on a holiday for about a month here. They'd stay here, and we did that for about ten years, and we had it ended up with one girl came every year. And then she eventually got married and she invited us to her wedding over in Russia. She actually married a, a Russian soldier. Oh, she was a lovely oh, child. And you went over to Russia? To we wedding. didn't actually go to the wedding, but she did invite us. Like, we thought that was lovely that That's she invited beautiful. us, yeah. I was going to ask you, did you run a marathon when you were there? Oh, no, I have never been to Russia. I don't know, like, I would like to go, but again, if I ever went, I would like to go in a group. Because not somewhere I go. You've run nearly on, on all continents, haven't you? Where yeah, have you yeah. New Zealand, New Zealand, Australia, um, every con uh, Europe, obviously. Where else is there? Yeah, have you been? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been. I haven't run in Africa. Yeah. I've run in Africa, but I haven't run a marathon. Do you know? How did, how did you let that one go? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, well, that's on the to do list actually. Now that you mentioned, I'd love yeah. to do the Cape Town Marathon. Brilliant. Yeah, that would fulfil my... Is that uh, one they're talking about maybe becoming one of the majors as well, I think, is it? Is well, it I don't time? know. What about to do it before it becomes a major? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because if it get, becomes a major, it'd get more expensive. Yeah, and what, what do your kids think of you doing on well, Sunday? Have followed in your footsteps? I think, yeah, I think it has done my kids good. All my kids, except Raymond, who lives in New Zealand, has ran a marathon. Brilliant. Now... That's not saying they're still running a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter Jacqueline, she's run forty marathons. Wow. Yeah, and she's she's turning forty this year. It's great to see that influence year. on them because yeah, it makes them yeah. feel that it's she, possible. Yeah, it? she. Uh, I remember coming in to the kitchen one day. The day I was getting ready to do my three hundred, well, a couple of months before I did my three hundred, whatever, and she says, "Mum," and I says, "What?" She, I'm going to run Dublin with you. And I said, what? I was so shocked because she never ran before. And I, she said, well, if you can do 300 marathons, surely I can do one. <laughs> so she started off and she did. And she did really well, I have to say. And now there she is, 40 marathons later. And she had hoped to do 40 before she was 40. And she has because she's 40 in October. That's phenomenal. So, and my son Ian, he lives in Clarehead. He, he's run a few marathons. And uh, my son Jared has run one marathon. And Sarah... My daughter, she's only 25 now, but she, she probably would have been the youngest one when she was running, when she started running. And uh, she's about four. And she's not running now at the moment because she's a student in Minute. So, but she's young. Yeah. And I keep telling, even Jacqueline, I said, don't rush. Don't rush even getting to your 100th. There is no rush at all because you're young. You have lots of time. You take your time. You'll enjoy it more. You'll enjoy the journey yeah. more. It's all about yeah. the journey, not the destination, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's all about the journey, and definitely, yeah, yeah. And I think if you take your time and enjoy them, and relax, your, you know, you'll you'll enjoy it even mm. more. So there has to be some more, and you know, motivation. Mm. Sometimes I think what happens is they rush to get to the hundred. They get to the hundred and they feel, oh, what what's next? And there's nothing. The only thing is to keep going is next. That's my point. Mm. If you keep going and keep motivated. Don't put out. a number in your head. Don't say, now I have 100 done, I'm going to do 200. Just don't put that number in your head. Just keep going and see where you get. Yeah. Because uh, people put a lot of pressure on themselves. Just be grateful for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like people say, oh, you've done so many marathons. Oh, um, you know, it must be great. But I don't put any pressure on myself. And I don't get stressed. I just go mm. out and enjoy them and take one at a time. Okay, I've done quite a few in the last while, in the last few years, kind of opted. But there again, I'm that bit older. My kids have grown up. 
I have more time to do them. Yeah, there you go. So it's my time now to do more because in another few years I'll be in my 70s. And how many can I do then? I don't know. I could still go on. I would like to go on to my 80s, definitely, yeah. and run and keep running. And if I think if I look after myself, I probably will. It's strange when you, you see, see some people running in their 80s. Mm, yeah. So it gives you inspiration, doesn't it? It does, of course, yeah. yeah. And so I would like to think that I could do that. And also inspire women in particular to think, it's, you're never too late. And people say, oh, I'm too old to do that. And I'm in my 50s or I'm in my whatever. Well, I'm turning 40. And I'm turning 40 you know, and I'm you too only old. Started I, when you yeah, and you started 40. running when I was in my 40s. So I like to inspire women in particular. You know, you're never too old. You never, even if you're now in your 60s and you've never run a marathon, you're still not too old to run one. You can still do it if your mind lets you, if you, you know, unblock your mind, get out, do your running, do your park runs, do whatever, your 10Ks, build it up. Bit by bit, I guarantee you can do it in your 60s yeah. and even in your 70s. Well, I'm feeling truly inspired. So thank you for I hope that. so. <laughs> I've got five questions here from my kids. Okay. Because <laughs> so I was driving up to Camel today, and oh, I right. guess I'm going up to see Colette today. Yeah. And I read um, some bits of your story, oh, and they're right, like, yeah. "Wow!" <laughs> like the the look on their faces. Yeah. <laughs> and I goes, "Have you any questions for us?" So they give me five questions. So, what do you think about during the marathon? Oh, I think about everything. I'm actually I like I love um, writing poetry. So sometimes I actually will have a poem in my head and I'll start writing that in my head. Or I'll start, as I said to you earlier, I'll be singing. I'll singing a song in my head or I might even sing it out loud if there's nobody around because I'm not the best of a singer. So I do that and then I might see someone ahead of me that I know and I'll say, I'll try and catch them now and I'll re-chat with them. Or they might, someone might come pick me up and we start chatting and then you're distracted for a while. So generally in my head and I'm thinking, that yeah. way like you get you get some really good headspace when you're out you get great headspace yeah so that's generally what i'd be doing so that was from lauren so question two from dylan who is 10 because he needs new runners at the minute so he said what type of runners do you wear oh <laughs> tell dylan dylan will want to see my supply run my my array of runners i have every type of runner i don't particularly go for any particular um type of runner at all if i'm running ultras like the 24 hours i tend to go for the sketchers pro ultra because they're very cushioned i have nike i have asics i have adidas mm -hmm. i have every runner shoes are balance. important like yeah they do protect your joints they do protect your joints but yeah. they're, i they're not to me they're not the ultimate and yeah. i don't have to have the most expensive i actually buy a lot of my my trainers in the kids stores mm -hmm. because my size i have a size four so I can get away and I, I remember one day going in and getting a pair of trainers she said to me you runner and I said yeah oh she you can't wear these and I said why and she says because they're not for to, to run to, you know I said I will be wearing them for running and I have worn them and I've worn them out and I've <laughs> they're just they they're no different in my opinion than the other ones do you know I like the next question this is from Lauren uh, where do you get your energy <laughs> that's a good i i'll tell tell lauren the more you exercise the more energy you generate yeah it's and true. i think i get my energy from running or you know so constantly that i don't really i'm not saying i don't stop i do have rest days but um when you run regularly you're generating energy so you're energized all the time 
Yeah, I, that's I, how I get it. From. I often say, if you spend a pound of energy, you get two pounds of exactly. energy back. That's that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've been injured the last couple of months. Yeah. I've been uh, wrecked. Yeah, exactly. I'm like. I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't really be tired. Like I don't. Yeah. Like I. My husband's going to bed at night, and he goes, "I'm tired," and I'm going, "I'm not tired." Like I don't really feel tired. Rarely feel tired. I might feel the volume. I feel a bit like as I said yeah, during the week. I felt when I stood on the start line, I said, oh, I feel a bit tired, but it, it was nothing really. Your, I, your diet yeah. helps that a lot as well. Yeah. Definitely plant-based yeah. sort of yeah. helps give you more help. energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I must tell him to eat more veg then. <laughs> Not like the eat answer to that. Eat more veg, definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, so this was a, a good one. What is your next goal? Well, my next goal is, as I said, is to keep running and to be the oldest woman in Ireland to run a marathon. So that's my next goal. Now that's going to take a while because the oldest woman so far that's run a marathon is eighty five. Wow. That was Kate Regan down in um, Cork. She she's run a marathon, so I have to beat Kate's record now. Well, don't rush. And she one. might run again. Like she's not finished running yet. She's still running, like, that's but amazing. she doesn't do marathons. But that doesn't say she she won't do one before. You know, she might do one when she's ninety. For all I know, so then I have to keep going, don't I? That's so. I want just to keep running marathons, basically. And you've done so much. The last question was from Lauren. Then, um, what was your proudest moment? Oh, probably. So many of them. Yeah, there's so it's so many to think about. Um, well, the twenty-four hour, I think, yeah, was the one gold of medal. them. Yeah, the gold medal. Because I wasn't expecting it. Because that was my first twenty-four hour, and I hadn't a clue really. I had asked a few ultra runners and people who had done twenty-four hours about their advice and stuff, and. Um, you ran 90 miles. Yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. I hadn't 67. Yeah, I was 67 then. I was the oldest competitor. And even this year, I was the oldest competitor again. I always seem to be the oldest competitor in these <laughs> things. But then I'm used to that. I don't mind that. And that's a good thing that I am, actually. Because yeah. that means they look at me and say, she's wow. 68. She can do it. So why can't I? Or, you know, what am I whinging about exactly. when this woman's 68 and she's getting on with it? And that's generally what I do. I just get on with things. And try yeah. not to let anything phase me. Do you know what I mean? That's a real credit to you, like, because, um, well, I was talking to Leslie Crawford. Sorry, oh, I mentioned this brilliant. last week as yeah. well. So that's yeah. why I was pausing there. Yeah. I didn't want to keep on repeating that. But one thing he did say, you know, that years ago it was different. And, you know, we used to dress old and sit down and you just give up. You yeah. just felt old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If and I it, looked at my uh, photographs of my mother, Lord Merton, when she was my age, there's just no comparison. Or yeah. my granny, like my granny, I remember my granny and she was old. I never remember my granny ever being young. Yeah, same. And she always wore black clothes. And ima- imagine you know? your granny came in. But our parents are always telling us. Yeah. I keep on getting it all the time. Oh, you're doing too much. You're sighting too much. You're running exactly, too much. Exactly. Yeah, and my like, mother, Lord Emerson, said exactly the same yeah. to me. She worries. She says, oh, you're going to have really bad knees and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. But I actually do think that exercise improves your uh, muscles. And your muscles, obviously, if you have strong muscles, you it'll improve your joints. Mm. And unless you're unfortunate enough to pick up arthritis, I don't know if you can prevent these kind of things happening. You, but if you're unfortunate enough to pick up something like that, well, there's not a lot you can do. No. But hopefully not. But I think but it I strengthens talk- you. I was talking to a guy in the swim pool yesterday. He was only thirty-five, and he's rid of arthritis. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I, I, I count myself very lucky that I have no aches or pains mm-hmm. in my joints and I put all that down, a bit of luck and obviously a bit of hard work also trying to keep the muscles and the joints healthy 
and just eating, keeping your mind in yeah, the right and place. eating reasonably healthy food. Now, I, my favorite food, if you ask me, is chips, but mm. I wouldn't cook chips like in the deep fat fryer. I would cook them in, in the, the oven. oven. I never would eat. And the only time I eat cook chips is like in the deep fat fryer. It's a chippy. But I'll have a nod bag of chips out of the chippy as well because yeah. you're allowed to do that. You can't, <laughs> you can't go around your life not enjoying taking some of the good parts of life. And if you wanted a bag of chips, why not go and have them? But if I'm cooking now, I, I don't use, um, I wouldn't use deep fat fryers or anything like that. So everything would be cooked fairly healthy. And I would eat, you know, my fruit and my veg and my seeds and nuts and stuff like that. I'm vegetarian, almost vegan, except that I like my mm. cheese. Brilliant. And your next marathon is when? Next week in uh, East Antrim. <laughs> I, I have a wedding, I have a family wedding this coming weekend, so the quad's on coming weekend, so I'm going to miss the quad because it's a family wedding. But I don't mind that because I've done a lot. But the quad is brilliant now, I have to yeah. say. I would, I so there's one time you did have an injury. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, um, I had a stress fracture in my foot and I was in a boot and I did... Um, the I did the anyway. quad in the in in my boot, and I um, and I did about four or five ten k's and a couple of five k's. So I don't know many races I actually did in the boot because it was actually a woman uh, just there recently. I was reading it in the Runners World, and she created a Guinness Book of Records by doing thirteen half marathons in a boot. And I thought, <laughs> wow. I could have done that. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a record, but I'm not really into records as such. But yeah. I thought that's not that amazing in a way, is it? Maybe it is. But um, I'm not sure. This is a strange one. But I I remember turning up to do one of the quads, and uh, I had the the crutches and the boot and all on, and people were looking at me, and I had the number on, and they're going, "What? You're not doing this?" And I said, "Yeah." And they would go, well, if you can do that and bloody boot and crotches, we can do it. So yeah. all of a sudden then people get a little bit... Do you find that's important to you? Yeah. To give that inspiration out? Yeah, yeah. You never give up. Just yeah. never give up. You, if you let your mind say to you, I'm, I'm not, I can't do this, you're gone. Brilliant. You know, try everything. And if, if, if you try and you fail, at least you tried. And there's no failure in trying. You don't do you know? go past that. No. Colette, thanks very much. I wish Thank you, all, you the, all the luck in <laughs> your next few marathons and on your path up to 600. Yes, yeah. But as you Please say, God. just take one, one, at, a one time, at a time yeah. and just enjoy no, it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. And um, hopefully I'll have the health and the strength to keep going. And that's, when, that's mm -hmm. all I really want to do and enjoy them.